Hi, this is Dr. Lima's podcast, where I talk about life outside the clinics. Today, I have a story of apples. Maybe because I am having one during lunch. After a full morning of treating patients, I need replenishment. I need something nutritious and delicious. With many places still closed due to COVID, and only a short break for lunch, choices aren't many. I decide to head to the supermarket on the next block. On my way, I can't help feeling nostalgic for the workday lunch breaks in the pre-COVID era. Lunches at the hospital physician's lounge. Lunches at the clinic with staff, or my favorite option, that would be a lunch at a local eatery across the street. COVID has eliminated all these familiar fashions we used to get served the midday meal. Here I am standing on the floor of a supermarket to gather my own lunch. The upside, I am in total control of picking and pairing what I desire to eat for this meal. It feels healthier, and it is healthier. So I order a roast beef sandwich at the deli section with cheese and veggies on a whole wheat bun, and walk to the other side of the market. To explore the fresh fruit section, my eyes scour quickly over shelves after shelves of shiny beauties of fresh fruits. With a meat sang in my hand, I'm looking for something crisp and crunchy, sweet and refreshing. Also, since it's a workday lunch. This something has to be easy to handle. An apple, that's it. An apple, it is. I am drawn to a tray of organic golden delicious, and pick up one into my palm. Its fine and unpolished skin has a lemon color with a tinge of light green. Already in my brain, I start to savor its flesh of gentle texture, mild sweetness, and maybe even a delicate note of aroma. Hmm. Actually, I'm not sure about the aroma. Maybe that's pure imagination, stemmed from my fond memory of a kind of apples I had as a child, called Qingxiangjiao. Which translates to green banana. A golden, delicious apple looks so similar to a Qingxiangjiao apple that every time I see one, a certain string of neuronal synapses in my brain always takes me to the winter days, decades ago in China, in a northern coastal city, and inside. The apartment where my family used to live. I was only an elementary school student, and on weekend mornings, 
two or three classmates would come to my home and we would do homework together. We would start at seven in the morning, and by about ten thirty, we would be done and ready to be little monkeys again. Corner of our home, there would always be two big wicker baskets, each with a large round and slightly domed lid on it. Whenever I wanted to take a break from my homework, I would come to the baskets. After removing the lid, I would put my hand into a basket. The cooler temperature inside. Felt refreshing. I would reach down and push aside the rough and stringing dried grass, and reveal the apples laying under the hay. I'd put my nose inside the basket for a whiff of aroma. They smelled just like a cluster of green bananas that were about to turn yellow. Which was so inviting, and almost intoxicating. The green banana apples were about the average size of a golden delicious. They had light green skin, firm flesh, and amazingly, not even a single tiny bruise. Those days, apples were only available. Starting in the fall, when they were picked, and then were stored and enjoyed through the winter. Our awareness of Qingxiang Zhao's availability only in certain times of the year added the appreciation of having them. Back to where I am now. The golden delicious I'm looking at does not carry an aroma pungent enough to add to the pleasure of eating it. Apples in the U.S. supermarkets today are largely the results of industrialized productions. A small number of traits, such as bold colors and intense sweetness, were heavily selected. To meet the taste and to please the eyes of a population who are customized to processed snacks, overly sweetened with sugar, and brightly stained with colors. For whatever reason, aromas were not preferred during that selecting process. I wonder why. We all know. That fruit aroma's chemical basis is plant phenolics, which serve as a strong tools for plants both to fend off insects or other invaders, or to attract fruit foragers like bears, monkeys, and humans to propagate their species. Could it be that grown in industrialized fashions? The fruits today are not encouraged to synthesize aromas. After all, the fending off invaders is now largely done by spraying of 
insecticides by growers, and the propagation of apple plants is largely by grafting, rather than seedling, in order to retain the selected traits. Generations after generations, these apples may have been silenced in the expression of genes for aromas. Ironically, today's science is discovering more and more plant phenolics being critically beneficial to the human health and wellness. Thus, we have not only lost the natural ligands that please our sense of smell, but also probably lost many health benefits from eating this fruit. That has been co-evolving with us for millions of years. What is more sad to me personally is, in recent years, during my trip to my hometown in China, I was never able to find my childhood treasure, Qingxiangjiao apples. Instead, what I saw. Were very similar to what I see here in the U.S. Apples looked shiny and bright, and were arranged in perfect geometric patterns in the supermarkets. When tasted, they were super sweet, but smelled nothing. I miss the all five senses experience of enjoying an apple. What about apples? Don't they miss their self-defense mechanisms, the basic tools they would need one day to fight against new pathogens when humans' chemical sprays fail to protect them? In this long, long relationship between humans and apples, apples used to be happier. It is believed that thousands of years ago, traders along the Silk Road discovered vast forests of apple trees when passing through the area of today's Kazakhstan and Tian Shan Mountain in China. It must have been an experience of wonder, because plant scientists like to point out that these giant. Fruit trees in the forests, though standing right next to each other, usually bear apples of very different sizes, colors, tastes, and aromas. Ever since then, traders along Silk Road, old and young, continue to pick and eat the fruits and propagate the seeds, both. Westwards and eastwards, and apples started to become domesticated. Although somewhat selected, the earlier domesticated apples still possessed a much larger variety of traits. As a matter of fact, almost one millennium later into Silk Road trading. A Tang Dynasty physician in China 
by the name of Sun Simiao, wrote about certain therapeutic effects of the apple fruits grown in China at that time. He described apples as having a cool, bitter, and tannic character to the taste. He never mentioned sweetness in this description. And at roughly another one millennium later, apples were brought to America, and having apple trees had become a symbol of homestead for settlers along the expanding American frontier. The legendary Johnny Appleseed was seen as bringing not only apple seeds, but the promise of prosperity. In the New World, for the for these early settlers. Interestingly, again, apples grown from Johnny Appleseed's seedlings were not sweet and crisp either, and thus were mainly used to make apple ciders. But along with cider making, a good variety of nice to eat apples were discovered. And cultivated by settlers for eating directly as raw fruits. These early good-to-eat American apples lasted until the industrialization of apple growing that led us to today's tiny selection of flavors. But all hopes are not lost. Research expeditions have been made lately to the wild apple forests in Kazakhstan and in Tianshan Mountain areas in China. Scientists are introducing traits from wild apples for novel nutritional values for humans, as well as stronger resistance against infections. For apple plants, this will facilitate the new era of organic apple growing. And I have already seen signs of return of apple variety when visiting farmers' markets last fall. Back to my office kitchen, I am having my sandwich and my golden delicious. I imagine a day when there will be a much larger selection of apples, a day when I can choose an apple because it gives a delightful aroma, as well as a great taste. Until then, I am still limited to a tiny selection, but at least I can do my part. I can choose. The organic apples, or I can try to support growers of newer variety by buying their produce on farmers markets. My lunchtime seems to have a better outlook. It is a delicious outlook, not only for me, but also for apple plants, and for the future of human health, which we all. Care about deeply.
What is your fruit story? This episode is supported by Williams and Eckley PLC, attorneys at law, serving clients, including many physicians, for decades in areas of personal injuries, wills, trusts, estates, and bankruptcy. They can be reached at seven two seven eight four two nine seven five eight, or visit them online at wrpinjurylaw dot com.